Growing up, we always had horses, and I had one horse named Milo. That was probably my closest friend. And when we would ride, I could literally feel mm-hmm. our heartbeats together. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything, say anything. If we wanted to run, all I had to do was feel us mm-hmm. running, and he would take off running. I would think, come to me, that horse would, without mm-hmm. question, walk over. And I would tell my parents this, and they were like, nah, you guys couldn't be that close. But I know what I experienced mm-hmm. with that horse. Welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast. I'm Amber Mikesell. And I'm Austin Yule. We're here to invite you into a new era of leadership. Join us as we dive deep into stories of powerful transformation, unlocked through self-love, compassion, and insights on healing the body and soul by blending science and spiritual wisdom. Start leading from the heart today. Visit theheartleaderpodcast.com. Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I'm your host, Amber, and today I am here with Sarah Williamson. This amazing heart leader is creating her own path, taking equine approaches into a health and wellness sector. She is starting a new way to integrate horses with wellness. And I'm really excited to talk with her about this approach and path. I'm really thankful that you're willing to sit and talk with our community and help us understand what these magical beings that come in horse form can do for us along our wellness journey. So are you willing to just kind of start with our community and explain what taking an approach with horses and blending it with a health and wellness centered mind frame can do to create something that maybe we haven't really thought about before? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course. (laughs) So I'll just kind of start with what my programming looks like. So I, and a little bit of the history of how I got here. Okay, that'd be great. (laughs) So not too much, but I grew up around horses. I grew up showing, I grew up eventing um, since I was four. So very much into, I would say, more of a traditional world of what people think of when they think of horses. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time on the ground with horses. I didn't spend a lot of time connecting with them as much. And there are a lot of programs out there like that. I just wasn't quite in one like that. A little bit, but not not totally. Um, So I rode my whole life until I was about 20 or so, late teens. And then um, I just left horses overnight. There just wasn't... um, was missing something or I, in my journey, in my life, I just needed to seek other things at the time that sort of took over. And so I left horses and then ended up, they kind of like, they come back into your life. Like they start to come back in. I've had clients who've never been around horses who say, I don't know, the horses were just calling to me. So I get what that means. And I think some people really get what that means. So whenever we would go on vacations, I would say, maybe there's a trail ride place or maybe there's a place I can volunteer. So I would say around 2017 or so, um, I ended up leasing this horse. And instead of riding, I just walked him and we spent time together and I would have him in the turnout and I would just kind of sit and hang out. And I was like, huh, like there's something to this, you know? And um, I didn't do a lot of this when I was around horses before. And then we moved out here in 2018 and I started volunteering and I just wanted to be around horses if it was scooping or if it was grooming, whatever it is. And I was kind of given the freedom to do that with no structure, with no um, 
boundaries. And so I was able to just, as I was going on my own journey, um, really exploring a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation, a lot of energy work, a lot of just being and kind of working through things. Um, I was able to do that with the horses around. And it was a part of a nonprofit that eventually transferred to another one um, that I work with right now still, uh, Loving Connections. And my business partner is amazing. She was like, yeah, whatever you want to do with the horses is great. I was like, cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm in. And she's a great mentor too. She, you know, she helped me a lot along the way as well, but also gave me the freedom to just say whatever you feel comfortable with doing around the horses is great. She does therapeutic riding with kids with disabilities, but I had a passion for being on the ground with them. So I started just in the herd, spending time doing breath work, just being, and started to see like what magic happened with the horses without any plans and how they would interact with me or what they would ask of me or it was really cool. And it was just like this organic thing that happened. And it was one of the only times, you know, whenever I had a lot of stress going on or whatever it is, where I could just be. They really force you in the moment to, you have to be present. You know, things happen, silly things like, oh, you might get stepped on or you might get shoved, you know, if you're not paying attention, which is often what we do, right? We're on our phones or we're worried about things. And horses will keep you in check real quick. Yes. <laughs> like be here, be now. Be with me. Be with right me. Here. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a malicious way or anything. It's just like, hey, this is how I'm operating right now and you're not here. So they really, it's like a real time reminder to be. So it was constantly like, okay, let me focus on my breath. Because that allows me to be. And it was really interesting to see the horses as my energy would shift and I would breathe. What they would do. You know, it's often they would just come around and stand around and they would come into their meditation and their eyes would close. They would get really relaxed. We would all just hang out together and we weren't doing anything, which is also really, really neat. It was a time where you can just be away from like this monkey brain that we have. And I started to develop. I was like, okay, I could I really like doing this and like, how can I share this with people? Because this is amazing for me, but what about other people that maybe traditional therapy doesn't work or maybe they would rather be outside or whatever it is. Um, so I, I, through word of mouth, just had some people kind of some friends and some other people kind of ask what I'm doing and ask if they can come hang out. And I gradually just started to build a program. And so it started with just like, Let's just spend time with the horses, which we did. Um, and then I started to do more structured sessions where I'd have a group in the herd. And we would do breath work. We do meditation. Um, we do equine energy work as well. Um, it all developed really organically. Um, and then I also started to add the ice bath, which so these are all things that I love to do. And I found that they really help a lot of my clients. I have clients that don't get panic attacks anymore. Like they are able to do things they weren't able to do for their whole life. They're able to just, if they go into that stress mode, they're able to kind of really reel it back in. One, sometimes they'll just think of the horses and go, ah, take a moment. And two, by being around the horses, not only emotionally it helps you, but physically it regulates your nervous system. Like, I don't know if you've ever been around horses and you don't have that innate feeling to like run and be loud. Like you really have this feeling of being calm and being quiet. Um, they really have a strong presence and um, they have a very strong, they have a strong heart energy field. They can hear your heartbeat up to three and four feet away, but I think it's up to like 40 feet. Don't quote me on this, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a large distance where 
they can sync their heartbeat to yours. They can sync your heartbeat to theirs. So they really, like courses that are very calm and grounded for clients that have like a really high stress, you know, a stressful body, they can just regulate that and take it down. So it's a place where people came or come and they just feel different. And so that helps them on their journey as well. And then I also do the ice bath and the sauna because I think it's amazing for the emotional. It's amazing for your mind. It's amazing for your body. And I've been able to really mix that with the horses too, which is really, really cool. It is amazing to be able to do something like that, to open yourself up before Mm -hmm. you integrate with the energy of the horses Mm -hmm. is such a blend. I hadn't Mm -hmm. heard of anything like that before. And so when you were walking me through that, I'm thinking for even our retreats Mm -hmm. to be able to come first thing in the morning, sunrise, Mm -hmm. do an ice bath, Mm -hmm. a sauna, open up to that energy first thing in the morning and then go be present with the horses. That can be a life opening and life altering approach for someone who has, doesn't get that opportunity. And we were talking when you're in a big city, you don't get the chance to be present in nature in that type of a way. Mm -hmm. You know, there are parks, there are beautiful places. And I have lived in several big cities throughout my time and they're beautiful. They have their own majestic energy. But when you're present mm-hmm. with an animal like a horse and their intuitive nature, their ability to be in the present moment and pull you into the present moment with them, if you've opened your form up through the means that you're bringing forward through the health and wellness sector, as well as this new spirit animal type mm-hmm. approach, the ancient wisdoms, it's something I've not heard of before, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, me too. It's really interesting. I've been following – I follow a couple of horse trainers in the horse world, and it's interesting to see how a couple of them have really started to transition and have started to focus on rather than what's the behavioral problem with the horse. Like, well, hold on. Like, how are you showing up? And there's horse trainers that now talk about meditation. They do breath work at their clinics. I had one reach out to me that was asking, like, she started to do ice baths and she said, how, how do you do this all together? And so I just, and for me, I just laid it all out there. I sent her like a super long email. I was like, this is exactly how I do it because it's not for me. Like I would rather have kind of like we were talking about a little while ago. I would rather just be able to share that with everybody and have the horse world kind of be flooded with, you know, this kind of work. So like the more people I can share with, the better too. Yeah. You know, it's it's as much as the wellness sector is definitely growing, you know, and there's breath work everywhere. There's meditation everywhere. There's equine therapy, you know, and being able to use horses for therapeutic reasons and, you know, horses for people, you know, dealing with trauma and PTSD and everything is getting, I would say, more well-known. But really this like non-structured more like spirit guide connection like using kind of horses as spirit animal medicine I can't I can't quite put it into words but there's this like part of it that's starting to grow that's really really cool it's like an unedited version of it which is like magic and I like the way you are putting it it's like it's not really equine therapy Mm -hmm. as much as it is equine wellness Mm -hmm. 
And so creating an equine wellness center where the horse is as important as the person. And I would say in some of the equine therapies that I've gone to and really looked at, it's almost as though the horse is a tool and not necessary. It's a tool to help the person, which is great. Great. It works. Yeah. It's not a negative, but if we switch that and we, we look at the horse as a part of just Mm -hmm. like a practitioner, Mm -hmm. more like a living conscious being instead of a tool, then we put everyone on equal ground. And that horse and the consciousness of the horse suddenly becomes so vital mm-hmm. to the interaction. And that's what I heard you talking about. Oh, yeah. And that's when my heart went. <laughs> For me, the horses really do the work, right? I mean, I'm obviously going to keep the situation safe. I'm going to make sure that I'm there and guiding. But really, when it comes down to it, the horses are the teachers. They're the guides. They are they are much wiser than I think I am. They are very in touch with their energy, with the world around them, with the universe, with so many more. Th- they can feel much more, right? They're much more in touch with that intuitive nature than, than most human beings. And that's just, you know, we can go down another path about that. But, you know, they, they on a daily basis, on a minute-by-minute basis – that's how they communicate, you know, and we we don't communicate like that as much. So for me, I just step back a lot and I allow a client to have a totally unscripted communication with the horse. And it's really fascinating. Um, you know, I don't give them tasks to do. You know, the horse isn't going to be, like you said, kind of a tool, you know, do this with the horse or ask the horse to do that. There's a time and place for that. But what I really want is how are you showing up with this horse? And the horse is going to tell you right away. And this horse is going to tell you more than me. You know, we're really good at being or feeling a certain way on the inside and representing ourselves very differently on the outside. Very much. Like we're very incongruent. Being really authentic in this world is hard. And for horses, they don't allow that. You know, they... They want you to be the same on the inside and the same on the outside, but people will allow that. We're like, you can be whoever you want on the outside. You're probably not like that on the inside, but we're not going to. We just accept it. It's kind of how we roll with it. We all have our different traumas. We all have our different things. But the horses, you know, if you've got some stress going on and you've got worry and your nervousness or whatever it is or expectations inside of you, but you look very calm and cool on the outside... Like you might be able to breeze by me like that. And because some people I don't know, you know, we do this for a lifetime. And but the horses know, you know, if you try and put one hand on that horse, but you've got all this other thing going inside, generally they're going to let you know. And like our horses will move away. They'll, you know, they'll have a reaction like eyes open or, you know, look like they're very alert. Versus if you're very calm on the inside, can, you know, your energy is very similar on the outside, you put a hand on and the horse is going to reflect that. So they're very real-time judgment, not judgment, a real-time communication of what you have going on. And so like that to me is so much more helpful in our life because they don't lie. They're very honest. They call you on all your stuff, but it they'll always show back up. You know, two minutes later, you could 
have let that go or whatever it is and come right back to that horse and they'll be there for you. You know, it's not like people, like they don't hold grudges. You know, they don't, we remember all these things. They're very much in that moment. They are prey animals. They will go into fight or flight or whatever it is, but then they'll shift right out of that and come back to this present moment. So they're not always like worrying about the future, worrying about the past. They have this great capacity to communicate with you right in that moment. I love that you changed that whole judgment thing Mm -hmm. because they don't judge. They don't, yeah. At all. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is your energy in this moment, Mm -hmm. which again goes back to what you were saying about how they can feel the energy of the heart. Mm -hmm. They don't care one ounce what you're thinking. No. They feel feel that electromagnetic Mm -hmm. pull of your heart. Mm -hmm. And so if you really want to check of where you are, as you said, that's a beautiful check. And they know right when you walk in the gate. Before you walk in the gate, they're like, oh, I know what Sarah's, how much she has going on today. You know, they they feel it all. And it's really, it's very, what's the right word? Like we as human beings have that ability. Um, we just, we kind of have moved away from it a little bit. But it's interesting because the more my clients spend time with the horses and the more they just are able to be present, which I do a lot of breath work, right? And breath brings you right back to this present moment the more they spend time with the horses who really are so sensitive and use different energies, the more, I would say, intuitive my clients get around horses too because now they're, they've put their phone down, right? They've, you know, they're not worried about all these things and they're able to just be in their present body, you know, be in that parasympathetic nervous system, like really like transform, which is really amazing. Yeah, and the horses teach you that. You know, they teach you to, like, let go of the technology for a minute, let go of all the things, like, trust your intuition. Um, And the more you do that, you know, the more you can build on that, too, which I think is amazing. I can speak from experience Mm -hmm. growing up. And like you, I hit a stage where I ultimately ended up not being around horses, and I haven't been for a while now. Growing up, we always had horses, and I had one horse named Milo that was probably my closest friend. And I got to a point where when we would ride, I could literally feel Mm -hmm. our heartbeats together. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do anything, say anything. If we wanted to run, all I had to do was feel Mm -hmm. us running and he would take off running. We talk about the feeling of oneness. There was no separation between this Mm -hmm. horse and myself. I would think come to me, that horse would, without Mm -hmm. question, walk over. And I would tell my parents this, and they're like, nah, you guys couldn't be that close. But I know what I experienced Mm -hmm. with that horse. And even talking about it makes me want to cry. We were inseparable. Mm -hmm. He was my best friend. And when I hear you talk about how connected these horses can get as a herd, And even with individuals, I know I would sit and I would just watch him and we would feel the energy between us Mm -hmm. and we knew we were safe with each other. To me, that's the capacity that if people are willing to go into what you're creating with an open heart and an Mm -hmm. open mind, if our goal is to feel the oneness with what we can create, that's what we can get to. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing. I love that you say open mind. It's really interesting. Um, I always have like a loose 
structure <laughs> of how I want a session to go, but it never goes like that, which is okay. Like it always works out better or differently or whatever it is, but letting go of expectations is definitely a big one as well. You know, coming in with an open mind, coming in with just not a plan, you know, and for people to come in and just, so this is hard too, right? Like a lot of people have an idea of how they want everything to go. We plan so much. And for me to just say, oh, we're just going to sit and breathe. <laughs> you know, it's hard for a lot of people. Um, the first thing I have people do is close their eyes as well. So there is some fear because the horses are just loose in there, but they're safe. I mean, I'm, I'm watching out. But I had one client a while ago. He was very high strung. Like you could feel his energy just talking in conversations, you know, just very like no breaks. <laughs> and um, sweet, sweet man. He came in. And he told me this after that he was like, well, I kind of thought we're going to do this and all and this. And I always have people come in, close your eyes because I want you to start to let go. There's so much of our input is visual. And once you close your eyes, all of a sudden it's like the thoughts come in, the smells, all these different things come in. And we did breath work for about 10 or 15 minutes. And he was like, I was able to let go. It's like, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> and I was like, that's okay. And he was like, I was able to let go of what I thought this was going to be and just breathe. And he opened his eyes and he was like, all of a sudden I opened my eyes. I saw 20 different things I didn't see when I had come in. He's like, cause he's just focused here in the, the mind and all the other things. And it's like when you can have now an open mind and let go of expectations and just be in the moment all of a sudden he was like, I've never felt like that in my life. He's like, I've planned my whole life since I was, you know, he told me a lot of his history as well. He's like, I've been planning my life since I was like 11. You know, he had family things and he had to take over a lot of things. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. So when you said open-minded, that's really, but getting there is, is hard. And horses can feel that too. They can feel your expectations and they can feel the pressure and, you know, they can feel all of that. With our focus this month being all around vulnerability, there is that need to come in and be willing to be vulnerable mm -hmm. in a safe space, mm -hmm. right? Well, none of us like to feel vulnerable if we're in an environment that isn't safe. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. But what you've created here is a safe space to open up, be vulnerable with these amazing spirit animals that are being equally as vulnerable with you. And so with shared vulnerability can come some very deep healing. I haven't had, I say, I haven't had one group session go by without tears from what, one part. And most people are like, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. That's like the first thing people say, like, I don't understand it. And, you know, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but, um, you know, what I think is that the horses that, are in there are so grounded. Their energy is so like, it's like a big hug, right? And oftentimes we're not in this place where we feel, right? We're thinking, we're doing, we're in like these higher brainwave states. And when you're in a place where there's all this energy that forces you to be in your body and feel, all of a sudden people, they just like tears come out, right? Because so much of our trauma and our, and our stress is stuck in our body. So all of a sudden when you're in your body and it's able to come out, 
but it's amazing. You know, I've had people who just will cry for the whole time, like with the horses. And then we finish our session and then they're done. And they're like, I, whatever it was is gone, you know, and they're able to move on. It's really, really cool. Like this effect that the horses have in just allowing you to let go, to process. Um, and it's really interesting too. Horses can really act like a conduit. Um, they can really, if you have all this thing, you know, this energy or emotion you need to let go, they'll take it on. Not all horses. Horses are like people. Some are unbalanced and some are very balanced. Um, but they'll take it on. And then you'll see when I'm done with sessions, they'll go lay down, they'll roll, they'll shake, they'll whatever it is, right? They let go of that trauma or whatever they have absorbed in that moment and it's gone. They don't just like keep you don't it for carry it around. No, not every <laughs> some, right? Some, yeah. you know, some horses have trauma too, but it's um yeah, they don't just like pile it on like we do, right? Like we take on everybody's stuff, we take on our own stuff. But a lot of horses are able to just sort of like have it and then let it go. And they're able to do that for people, which is really amazing. We talked a little bit about just watching horses, mm -hmm. like that mindful observation of mm -hmm. horse behavior and how meditative that can be and how informative it can be. Can I touch on that? Yeah. So um, I do a lot with clients as well, herd observation. I mean, I could watch them for hours. <laughs> and some people might say, well, what do you, what? it sounds really boring, but it's not. You know, you're, what you see a lot of times, and I'll do this out. I'll do this usually outside of, that way they can kind of do their own thing. Um, I'll do it in their sitting. But most of the times if I'm sitting in there, they'll just kind of come hang out by me. But watching them, you can see the subtle communication they have. You know, if you, you can see the dynamics of the herd, right? Like there's some horses are able to move other horses around. Um, and you're, it's very subtle. It's, you could watch them for hours and it's quiet. You can watch them go eat together. You can watch them go drink water. You can watch them lay down. You can watch them just sit and meditate as a herd. It's the horses, um, you know, that I work with, there's a very good balance, you know, and, and balanced horses really expect a nice balance out of the herd. Like, you know, if we have a horse that comes in with maybe behavioral issues or past trauma or whatever it is, just put them with the herd. Like the herd will sort everything out. You know, it's not like, well, let's go train this horse, you know, and make them better. It's no, no, like put them in with the herd and just eventually those horses, you know, they'll say, oh, I don't have to act like that. Like, oh, I can just, I'm okay. Like there's really grounded horses here that make me feel good. And then they just like settle in, which is really cool. Um, you know, they're kind of like people in the way where if you're with, with a group that's really anxious, you might feel like, uh, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to be anxious or nervous about, like, and then you might have your guard up, you know, if you're like hiking or somewhere like that. And versus if you're with a group where, you know, everybody's got their skills and they're very grounded and, you know, if a noise, you know, comes from the bushes on the side, you know, nobody even pays attention to it. They're like, oh, whatever. You're like, oh, like I'm good. You know, and the horse herd is kind of similar like that, you know, it, they're just, their energies are much more subtle, you know, and they, you know, if a horse, it's really interesting, you know, just watching them, you know, if one of the horses wants to go by another horse and they're kind of above them in the herd, like this horse in the front doesn't even, nothing has to happen. This horse just has to walk up near them and the other one will move out of the way. It's just like a very, it's a subtle thing watching the dynamics of the herd and how they spend their day. And I mean, like I said, you could really spend like hours just 
just watching them and how they interact and there's so much insight that can be mm-hmm. gained from it too mm-hmm. honoring one another if you do get upset you just deal with it in the moment and then let it go there's no i'm gonna hold this grudge for, for three hours yeah. and then three hours from now i'm just gonna let you have it it's just a moment and likewise like i know i would watch the horse be covered in flies and they're not agitated the whole time there's only so much they can do about it Mm -hmm. and they know it Mm -hmm. so am I going to let that ruin my time or am I going to stay connected to the fact that I love eating this grass right now exactly yeah and there's just so much I would take away from observation Mm -hmm. of how am I going to live my life am I going to sweat the small things that I cannot change or am I going to stay focused in the beauty of what I get to experience right now and then when I can change the circumstance, I will. Exactly. Just being in the here and now. Yeah. And even just being, you know, outside and watching all of the horses too, right? Like you, nine times out of 10, unless there's something exciting going on, like their energy might go up for a minute. But other than that, like you're going to pick up on all their energy that's there and it's very calm. And it's just, it's just like another part of, spending time with the horses that I think is really important to be able to see them being horses, you know, and a lot of places don't allow for that as well. You know, some horses are not allowed to be out and turn out to be out as a herd all the time. And you'll find, you know, some horses that are in stalls or that don't, aren't able to have their horse needs met, might have more behavioral issues. They might have coping mechanisms. It's like people, right? If you throw somebody in a cubicle, for all the time, like they might have some ticks and some things, you know, versus living a different or balanced life. Um, so really allowing them to be in that space as a herd and seeing how that operates. And you'll find you, the, the horses are just so balanced that way. It's really amazing. So I love watching that. As you're building out this new approach, this new wellness, equine wellness approach mm-hmm. that you're building out, what part does nature and these wellness tools that you're bringing in play in creating that cohesive approach. Because I know you mentioned the ice bath and the sauna, which can open us up, but then you have all this beautiful nature around you. Mm -hmm. So I know when I think about ancient wisdoms, there are all these things that we also used at the times, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you play on those to bring this program to a full cohesive so <laughs> it's taken a few iterations, definitely. Um, learning process and it'll probably change. You know, at the heart of it all really is the horses. So as I've been putting it together, it's been how do I keep like the integrity of just letting it be, but also how do I add all these other tools that are also very helpful and they're also things people can take away with them, right? Like they can't take the horses, they, you know, but I do want them to be able to have skills where when they're not with me, they're able to still, you know, like if I have clients that, you know, are, are traveling or whatever it is and they're having a moment, like I still want them to be able to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, so the horses are definitely the center part of it. I honestly, I try and bring as many, many of the modalities in there as I can. So I try not to make it separate, you know, like, well, let's do this and then let's go to the horses. Honestly, if we're doing breath work, we're with the horses. If we're meditating, we're with the horses. You know, if we're, sometimes I'll take a trough, (laughs) 
put it with the horses and then we'll fill it with ice and water and they'll come, you know, they'll come when we first, before we had the actual ice bath, that's how we did it. And they would come like put their faces in there and check it out. So it's as much like doing it with the horses, even if we're not doing anything with the horses, just having them there, right? With their energy, with their heart space, with, with everything they offer, just being near them, it just makes everything that much better, right? You've got the real-time feedback from, from them as, you know, you can do a heart coherence breath around the horses for five minutes and just seeing what happens to them. So for people to be able to see like, oh, when I'm meditating, when I'm doing breath work, like energy is, right? You can't see, well, some people can, but like <laughs> most people, you know, you can't, you can't see it. But when you've got this like tactile response from the animals, you know, people are it's like, oh my gosh, like I did that. And it's like, well, you guys are sharing this moment, you know? So really being able to bring all that with the horses and like just kind of melding it all together is I found has been like the most amazing part of it. There's like this unspoken communication, but like real time visual, you know, a lot of people need that. They need that. Like, okay, I'm doing this. What are the benefits? You know, and you can see it right there. And it's like, well, if what you're doing is affecting the horses like that, imagine what it's doing for you. And so to put it all together is amazing. And whether it's, you know, horse, horse time, and then we go hop in the ice bath or vice versa, it's all, it's just all connected. You know, at the end of the day, whatever modality it is, whatever session it is, at the end of the day, I'm trying to give people the opportunity to be present right? And however you get there, you know, there's a million different ways, but the cohesive theme or idea is being present. Because when you're present, you can't have all these other things that people are trying to kind of let go of and journey through. And, you know, so it's you just trying to sandwich it all together. <laughs> yeah. Find the tool that will help you mm -hmm. connect in the present moment. Because the more you practice that, the mm -hmm. more the you actually stay in the present moment. Exactly. And then suddenly that widens and widens and widens, which is such a great practice. Yeah. And as you said, imagine if your energy has that effect on horses, mm -hmm. it's having that effect on the people around you too. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not seeing it occur mm -hmm. within yeah. the time or the space. Exactly. Well, we're really good as people just like, I'm going to block that. <laughs> you know, horses... They have this flow, you know, so when your energy is calm and present, it's reflective in them. Whereas like it's hard sometimes around people. Some people are more sensitive than others, but sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. So I'm going to shut that down. So it's not always this real time response from the world around you. So that's why horses are really good for that too. And whether we shut it down or we don't, little bits of that are still getting oh, still in there. In. Yep. <laughs> and so... What energy do we desire to put out in the world mm -hmm. is the question we ask a lot from mm -hmm. our community. It's like, okay, are you consciously aware of the energy you're putting out? Is it the energy you desire to put out? You want a quick check on the energy you're putting out? Mm -hmm. Here's a way that you can exactly. really get that real-time feedback. Exactly. Like if you walk into one of your programs and the horses start going crazy, then you probably know. Let's, let's adjust. <laughs> <laughs> Might need a little adjustment. Yeah. But the best thing is you can see it and you can fix it immediately. Like horses respond immediately, right? It's like if you're working horses in the round pen or whatever it is, and kind of like you were saying for your experience as you're riding, like you can really think 
of things. You can think walk, you can think trot, and the horse responds because you're sending out this energy, right? Your energy shifting. It's like in a heartbeat, you know, I can think as you're lunging a horse, walk or trot or whatever it is, and they'll respond. So they respond in that moment. So yeah, if you come in and there's all this chaos, but if you just take a moment, they'll come right down. So it's really cool for people to see that. Like you have that control over how, you know, what you put out there. And for me, it's a great way to know that even if someone isn't immediately picking up on it, that's the imprint. I am leaving with that person every time they would reflect back on me Mm -hmm. if they're not in the present moment and they're thinking about me. Okay, well, if I've given them chaos energy Mm -hmm. to leave me with, then each time they think back on me, then chaos energy is the imprint they're going to have. Is that really what I want to leave them with? Right. Absolutely not. Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah. No, I desire them to feel loved and Mm -hmm. comforted and cared for. And so if that's my desired imprint, then that's what I need to bring forward. And so this would give me that real-time practice. Exactly. It allows you to be like more thoughtful about it. Yeah. Yeah. And present with it. Exactly. And again, keep going back to that presence, but horses will provide you with Mm -hmm. that presence. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I know there are going to be people from my time with horses Mm -hmm. who will say horses can be destructive and can hurt you. Sure. (laughs) So how do you respond to someone who's had experiences where a horse has hurt them and now sees horses in that light. I've had, had a couple of clients actually in groups. Usually if a horse is destructive or dangerous or wants to hurt you, there's a reason, right? It's the same thing with people. Like we don't act a certain way for no reason. It's not random. I would, first of all, all the horses we use would never hurt you. Um, <laughs> but, you know... I've actually had a couple of people in group sessions that had traumatic experiences with horses. I had one woman in two. It's pretty wild. Like nobody tells me these stories until after the fact. So I just watch it unfold in front of me. And it's wonderful. I have these great photos of like in, in real time that I look back at sometimes just as like reminders. You know, I've had people who've had traumatic falls where they've been hospitalized like for lengthy amount of times where they never went around horses again, you know, it spent their whole life with horses. I've had people who come in and I can always tell when somebody's fearful of horses. And the best part, I, I know a lot of people say this, right? They're like, well, my horse would never hurt anybody. I obviously can't guarantee you, but our horses are really special and they're very intuitive and they are the horses that will help you get over fears of larger animals, fears of horses. And I had this one woman and she hadn't been around or on a horse for 12 years. And the last time she was on a horse, this horse, she fell off or what it was, you know, she was traumatically injured. And we had this one horse come around behind her. It was this group of ladies. They were just in town for the weekend all together. And, um, you know, this horse, we were all breathing, everyone's eyes closed. And she had no idea this horse was coming up behind her. This horse put the head on her shoulder and she just like broke out into tears and this is the first time I could tell she had some fears going in I always if I see that I'll always make sure you know you're safe like you're in a space where I trust the horses I will sit under the horses I will lay down in front of the horses like they're you're okay 
And she just like had this really emotional, like broke down into tears moment for a while. And then we kind of went back to the breath work and this horse stood by her the whole time, never left. The horses always know the people to go to, which is really cool. Um, and she told me after the fact that that was the first interaction she had with a horse since that time, you know, and it's, it's really interesting kind of going back to being what we were talking about going in with an open mind. Like I have people from the horse world. We talked about this the other day where they have a very regimented idea of this is how horses are. This is our interaction. And I find that some of them are able to let their guard down and their idea of how this session should go. And some people aren't. Some people are very still, and it's not even negative. It's just where they are. They're still not able to write, like have that mutual connection, have that mutual communication. But I've had some people come back and kind of work through that because that's what they want, but they can't let it go. But then I have, honestly, the ones that have had the most traumatic experiences and they're there, they're able to just like really let go and like reconnect with those horses and just, you know, kind of like I was saying earlier, how we're able to just like let this trauma go, right? All these tears and this emotion and it's gone, you know, maybe not gone totally, but a lot of it is gone. And I find that those experiences where people have been really hurt emotionally by horses, they, the ones that have come to me have been able to show up and like be okay and have this like really connected physically, emotionally like session with the horses, you know, and it's, it really depends on where the person's at. Like some people have not had that experience with horses, but just have this, well, this is how horses are supposed to be. Like, why are we doing breath work with them or they're just supposed to stay in there. You know, it's a very like regimented sort of relationship, but I've had some come in that are just able to completely let, like let go. And it's always, they always tell me after, no one ever tells me before, <laughs> you know, and that all the horses, different horses, not always the same horse. They always find that person. And even if someone's not had a traumatic experience, if they're just very fearful, you know, that horse will find that person and just be there. It's really, it's so interesting. And then I'll have people say, oh, well, can I come back next week and just like spend time with this horse? Can I just sit with this horse? I'm like, yeah, of course, you know? And it's like all of a sudden that horse has opened that door, you know, it might be a fear of horses, but there's a lot more that goes in with that, right? There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of control issues. There's a lot of other things. So when they start to like knock on that door, all these other things start to fall into place too, which is really interesting. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that flow is if we really and truly desire to see something from a different perspective, we have to be willing to shift mm -hmm. our perspective. And sometimes we pay lip service to it and we say, I really desire to see this from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Then in order to get to that different perspective, we have to walk that journey. We have to thoroughly let go. And in this case, if it's I've been hurt by a horse or I've been always been told a horse is an animal and an animal has its place, mm -hmm. which is something, yeah. you know, it's true. We've always been told animals have a place. Mm -hmm. I personally don't uh, subscribe to that philosophy. I believe that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. And so that is my perspective at this point. But in order to get to that, I had to move from the Humans have dominion over animals mm -hmm. kind of perspective to we are all interconnected. Mm -hmm. So there's journey that had to occur in order to get to that viewpoint. 
Absolutely. So if someone walks into this and desires that heartfelt connection to an animal, you can't say, I have dominion or control over you. Oh, no. The animal will feel that. Oh, very much. And mostly they'll move away too, right? They feel that expectation or that, whatever, that judgment, right, that we have of this is how it has to be. That's why I always use horses just free in there because they are able to choose and they're able to say yes, they're able to say no. I mean, I could have the horses on a halter and lead rope and say, okay, here's your time to spend. And they would stand there, but that's not a real yes. And unless you're allowing them to say yes or no, or to be in that moment or to not, like you're not having an authentic interaction with them, you know, and that's where you get the tears sometimes or the feeling of rejection, you know, or all these things because the horses are allowed to be there or they're allowed to walk away. But it's like in those choices that it really tells so much about where, where we're at, you know, and it's just having that freedom, right? That mutual conversation, not having control over them um, and really allowing them to be like in their highest capacity like with us really cool and we're animals too like we forget about that (laughs) you know we're we're not like this other species you know we're still animals we have all these emotional capacities and and you know abilities to read energy and all these things we just kind of like don't work on them and use them all the time you know so we've kind of like distanced ourselves a little bit but we can be in there too you know and just like we do not desire to be dominated or controlled Neither do the other Mm -hmm. animals within this collective that we live within, this Mm -hmm. amazing ecosystem. Yeah. And so when we come around to any of that realization, it doesn't mean that we put ourselves in danger. No. Yeah. And there's a difference between being consciously aware Mm -hmm. of a situation and not placing yourself in danger versus needing to dominate and control. Exactly. And so I would love your perspective over how you balance that to make certain that it's a safe space, but it's not dominance and mm-hmm. control that gets these animals to interact with the people that you're in service yeah. to. So before I start sessions, um, so not, not every horse is meant for this work either. You know, there's horses that still have some of their own figuring out to do, you know, still working through past trauma or maybe have behavioral issues that, you know, still trying to balance out. Um, And there is a balance, right? It's not just, please run me over, like, because I want you to say yes all the time. You know, there's still, it's a mutual respect, right? So I'm not going to push your boundaries. Please don't push mine. You know, it's, if I'm walking you, I expect a certain space around me so that I can be safe, so my feet can be safe, right? And I have this bubble and I remind them about the bubble. If they, if they do come in my bubble gently, you know, it's like, a, hey, I respect your space. Please just step outside of mine so that when we're in these sessions and you don't have any hardware on, no halters and lead ropes, you know, they're very respectful about people's bubbles, right? Like if something scares them and they need to move, they'll generally move away from people You know, it's definitely, I always ask the horses before because not every horse wants to do the session that day. You know, it's not like I have these four horses or five horses on the roster and here we go. You know, we don't want to do everything every day as people. So I'll go. And so maybe I'll put this group in and I'm watching them before. I always do this before people get there. Sometimes the dynamic is different. Sometimes, you know, a horse will be agitated for some reason or who knows, you know, or this dynamic isn't working and one horse is just like feeling like kind of pushed around a little. 
Uh, and sometimes if, you know, a horse that's lower gets pushed around, like they might act more insecure and move around more and the energy might not be as calm. So I might say, okay, this is not for you today, you know, or it's if I am walking a horse over and they're planting their feet, you know, and they're like, if I, they'll walk one direction, very clear. It's not just like they don't want to go anywhere, but maybe not towards where the session is. I'll say, okay, like, I'm not going to force you to be in here because then once you're in here, maybe you're not going to, like, who knows, you know, if you're somewhere where you don't want to be, you might just be annoyed or you might be whatever it is or not present or, you know, sometimes they'll just stand on the fence and look out and not really want to interact with people. And so I'll always check in before. I bring the horses in and then when they come in, I'll see how they're interacting together. Sometimes groups work great together, sometimes not so much. Sometimes horses are animals, sometimes one horse is in heat and that throws out the whole dynamic. You know, so I'll always do that kind of check before. Um, and in in the session, I've had to pull out, you know, a horse, you know, if they're if something's going on, or if they're being too curious. I use a lot of mares, a lot of girls, they're wonderful. The boys tend to like be very curious and like what do you got in there? And like, check <laughs> what out. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> sure. You know, so sometimes they'll be more curious than others, right? So if I have like two girls and two boys versus three girls and a boy, the girls will always keep that boy very settled usually. Sometimes if I have more than one boy, they'll kind of get a little playful together. So I've had to just like pull one out mid-session. Um, never doing anything dangerous, but just like, you know, you can't like chew on that person's sweatshirt or jacket or whatever it is. So I'm always aware and like I've gotten to the point where I don't mind making real-time corrections. You know, it's like, hey, this was the plan. Now this is not the plan. But really it's that balance of like, sure, we have this, I listen to you, but there are times when like for safety, like I can't have you run people over. Like I'll always make sure you are respecting my space and that carries over for other people as well. I'm always moving around. I'm in there. Um I'll always kind of be in, in between the horses or, you know, being aware. And again, with herd observation, you watch the horses, right? You know their dynamic. You know if this horse is doing this behavior, like domino effect, like that thing is going to happen 10 seconds later, you know? So you can see, you can really predict a lot of situations that might happen and just kind of stop them before they do. So I'd say that's a just being aware, you know, being aware, knowing how horses act and communicating that to people and keeping people's energy calm as well. You know, we've had time where the horses got loose on the property and they're all running around and I've got people on their bins. You know, I've got bins we sit and meditate on. I'm like, just sit on your bin, you know, and it's like really in those situations, knowing how the horses are going to act and just responding and, you know, calmly putting everybody where they're supposed to be and coming back in, you know, it's, but again, you, you, know, you never, they are horses, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But I mean, I will, I tell people and I do, I will sit under them, you know, I, I sit in front of them, look up at them, you know, they're very, like I trust them very much, like as much as you know, you can trust somebody to be there for you and be reliable as well. Well, just yeah. like you said, we are animals too. So if we're going to trust each other, mm -hmm then we also have to trust the other animals that have shown us that we can trust them. Absolutely. And so there's that vulnerability piece again. So as we're winding down here, I want to ask, when we talk about the heart leadership mm -hmm. segment of this, which is really invoking that heart-centered, loving nature mm -hmm. that we have, 
And we can still combine that with intellect and thought leadership and being mindful, but really pulling that heart forward, front facing. You obviously have that in droves. Heart leader up, mm-hmm. da- up and down. How can this program help spark and really develop that heart leadership in individuals as well? From your perspective, how can this support and move heart leadership forward? I would say one, just people being curious about it. So curious and open-minded and just, you know, knowing, oh, there's like this sort of like connection to the wellness community. And some people are like, oh, the wellness community, what is that these days? (laughs) You know, and it's like, so what's the curiosity? Um, You know, and just being open-minded and knowing that it's not like this really complex thing, right? Like having your heart open and, you know, kind of getting out of your mind and, you know, in your emotional body more is not rocket science, right? It's more about feeling and knowing that it's approachable and it's not like, oh, every week I have to go do this session in order to get this. It's like, I want people to come through and not need me at some point, you know? Sure, I want people to come and enjoy and spend their time, but like I want to be able to serve people in a way where they're able to grow and they're able to help other people, right, and spread their own wings. And, you know, if it's coming for a session and, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like the horses are amazing, but now I know all these, these breathwork tools to even give me five minutes a day to be in my own space and my own body and like really shifting my energy from my mind to my heart, you know, that's huge too. And like just knowing that it's approachable and it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it's not like this, you know, people charge a lot of money to like for your packages of these things, you know, and it doesn't, it's so, it's really simple when it comes down to it, you know, and the more people I can just, even if you come one time and then you fly free, like, great, you know, that's wonderful. You know, it's, we all have the power in ourselves. Like you don't need to go to someone else, you know, sure you can go learn things and, but you don't, it's not like a, curriculum you need to keep following every day you know you can start to really use your own intuition and kind of guide yourself from there which I think is really cool love that so much empowering people Mm -hmm. exactly to be in their heart Mm -hmm. and then lead a life from that heart-centered space that's amazing exactly yeah so if someone desired to look into your program how can they do that I try and get on the technology as much as I can (laughs) um I've got my website and on there um I've got you know, events I have coming up. I've got sessions. I try and keep it pretty updated. Um, So I'm going to be starting back up. We're moving. Um, But back in, I would say the end of February, so like a month from now, I'll have um, my plan is to do weekly sessions, group sessions. They're going to be a drop-in style um, with everything we talked about. We'll do breath work. I'm going to start doing sound baths with, uh, with Scott as well. But everything's on the website upcoming things, sessions, you can message me on there. I try and keep it organized where, you know, this is what I'm going to do, but I love when people are just like, hey, can I just come by Thursday? Or can I do this drop-in thing? You know, I like to kind of go with the flow a little bit as long as my time allows for that. And what's your website? Sarah, S-A-R-A dash Williamson, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N.com. Perfect. 
we'll make sure it's available so folks can just click on it too. But sarah-williamson.com. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. And you'll be back up and running in your new space by the toward the end of February, beginning end of, of February. March. Yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of moving, a little bit of downtime. So I've actually, I'm going to start, um, had a couple of clients who live out across the country and in other countries. And so I've been starting to do just like some short recordings for them too, like a breath work or like I've been recording sessions in a way they can just download them and just have the experience without traveling. That's perfect. That'll go great for our international community as well. So (laughs) you've heard it. She has the capacity to do that. So if you have interest in anything like that, feel free to reach out to her through her website Thank you very much, Sarah, for being here and sharing all this wisdom with us. And thank you, amazing Suivera community, for joining us for another episode of the Heart Leader Podcast, where our hearts and our minds align. This month, we are talking all about vulnerability, and we have our vulnerability journal, take two, that you can download for free. Just check out the links below. Or if you're listening, hop on over to suivera.org and you can find it there. Until next time, we look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community. Thank you for listening to the Heart Leader Podcast. Are you ready to start leading from the heart? Visit theheartleaderpodcast.com to take our quiz and get your personalized roadmap for a happier and healthier life. Remember to follow the podcast so you never miss a new episode. And be sure to recommend it to your friends who might enjoy it with you. See you next week.